Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one best-selling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? abundance lover, or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, I have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Ledoux. Uh. <laughs> Just kidding. We're not at Ledoux. You guys, welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. We have a very special episode of Everything Iconic this week. It is all about the early 2000s, like 2000 to 2010 which I feel like is my era. I feel like I really thrived in that era. (laughs) Of course, that's the era of The Hills, which I was obsessed with, and I've been rewatching it, and I'm again obsessed. I think it is so wonderful. It made me want to move to L.A., and I mentioned Ledoux, and I'm obsessed with Ledoux, and I think that's the reason I moved to L.A. I remember seeing their fights and drama on the hills at Ledoux, and I was like, I need to go there. And cut to me moving here. I never went to Ledoux, but but I loved it. And I loved LC and Audrina, which I think was so interesting that she got on TV. <laughs> I think like she, the fact that she got on TV is crazy because she didn't really bring, <laughs> I don't want to hate her. I mean, you know, God bless her. Anyway, the show was so good. And we have, you guys, we have Kristen Cavallari on the show. Okay. Kristen fucking Cavallari, okay, who we knew from Laguna Beach. I fell in love with her when she was on that bar table and she was dancing. And Steven, her boyfriend, who I had a crush on, but not when he did this, he was like, get off the bar, slut. And she just kept on dancing. I thought, yeah, you go, girl. 
you keep doing you keep doing that. So I have her on the show. You guys, we also have Daniel Francesi, who of course played Damien in Mean Girls. Okay, the most iconic movie from that era. Can you get any better? Oh, you go, Glenn Coco. He was also in Looking. Uh, we have you guys, Nikki fucking Blonsky, Nikki motherfucking Blonsky. <laughs> I'm getting sassy now. <laughs> who, of course, played Tracy Turnblad in Hairspray. So she's going to do a fun little lightning round with us at the end of the episode. We have Ashley Parker Angel from O-Town. Okay, O-Town making the band. I, it it, I mean, do you get any more of that era? And, of course, now we all know him for being beautiful on Instagram, but he looks he's gotten better with age, like a fine wine. Okay, so can we get any better than that lineup? I mean, that is the most 2000s lineup I've ever heard of. So we're not going to talk about Roni this week. We're not going to talk about Beverly Hills or Atlanta or any of the housewives. But we are going to talk to these icons of that era. And Kristen Cavallari's got a new show coming up on E! called Very Cavallari, which a guy that I grew up with is on it. He's one of my very best friends. And so I've heard a lot of inside stuff about it, and it's going to be great. Like, I'm super excited for Kristen to return to reality TV. And then uh, Daniel and I are going to just talk, have like a fun chat. You know, we have lots to talk about. Before I get to any of my guests, though, I do have to do something that's very important that I've been working so very hard on. Like, I have been putting in so much effort with this. (laughs) What it is, is a ranking of Britney Spears' Blackout album. Now, (laughs) this is Britney's... This is Britney's magnum opus. It's Britney, bitch. Right? This is this is what we love. This was perfect Britney. It's perfect pop. It still holds up. It is still better than ever. It doesn't sound dated like in the slightest because it really started a lot of trends in terms of music. Like that the way she was doing this album, you know, artists are still trying to copy this sound. And that album is I would say perfect. And ranking the songs was almost impossible because I think they're all so good. And so this is just my ranking. I encourage you all to go listen to the album. Try to rank them yourself. Let me know. Like, tag me online if you do. And try to rank them because it was almost impossible. Whitney, like, I struggled. (laughs) I struggled. But here's my ranking. So I have Gimme More as number one. Now, Gimme More is not the one I listen to most often. But I think Gimme More is the most iconic, of course, from the VMA performance. I feel like we have to give it the respect that it deserves. Okay, so that's my number one. Then I have... Break the Ice. Now, Break the Ice, of course, was that animated video, which was great, but it was weird. Oh, that was a weird time because we weren't sure what of Britney we were getting. You know, she was going through some troubles. But that song, I love Break the Ice. Then I have Ooh Baby, Ooh Ooh Baby, which I love. Ooh Ooh Baby, touch me in a cup. That's probably the most listened to song in the album for me. Um, then we have number four is Radar, which Radar appeared on two albums, and it eventually became a single, which I love that Britney gave zero fucks, and I was like, I'm going to make that a single, <laughs> despite it being on an earlier album. <laughs> then we have number five, Freak Show. Then we have s- number six, Heaven on Earth, which is so mu- moody, and I just that's a song that I put on, and I feel different. <laughs> I, feel, I feel alive. I feel different. I love it. Then number seven, we have Toy Soldier. Toy Soldier, I love Whitney. All of these songs, I love. It's they're all so fucking good. It's a perfect workout album. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Whitney's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Number eight, we have Hot as Ice, and then this was controversial. I have number nine as Piece of Me, which I know it's such an iconic song. How could you put that all the way at number nine? And I know that's what's hard about this list. Yeah, right. Like you have to put them somewhere. And Piece of Me, like I think, is fantastic. I think it is almost a perfect song, perfect pop song. But maybe, I don't know. If I were to re-rank this list in five minutes, it'd be totally different. (laughs) 
Number 10, I have Get Naked. I love Get Naked. And then 11, Perfect Lover. 12, Get Back. And 13, Why Should I Be Sad? Which is more of 13 is kind of the only ballady song on the album, right? So I think it just doesn't fit as well. But all of these songs are just so great. I mean, and this wasn't even the deluxe version. This was just the, the standard edition. But I felt like I had to rank them. So I'm curious what you guys all would rank them. Um, but that album was just such a part of that era and part of that time. And I thought, how could we be at Ledoux without ranking Blackout? <laughs> how can we be at Ledoux without ranking Blackout? So I want to get to some of my guests. I'm so excited to talk to Kristen Cavallari. You guys, I love her. She does all the fashion stuff on E. Uh, she does a lot of the red carpets, but now she's coming back to E for very Cavallari. And I can't wait. So we're going to talk to her about that. So please enjoy. Enjoy. Bonjour, enjoy. I, I shouldn't do accent work, Whitney. Um, but this is my interview with Kristen Cavallari, Queen Kristen Cavallari. Okay, guys, I'm here with Kristen Cavallari, who we all know from The Hills and Laguna Beach and E. And you have a new cookbook out called True Roots. And Kristen, I'll tell you, I fell in love with you. I know the exact moment I fell in love with you, and that is on Laguna Beach when you were on vacation and you were dancing on that bar. And then Stephen was like, you know, telling you to get off the bar and you're like, fuck no, I'm staying on that bar. And I was like, I like her. (laughs) Well, thanks. That was my better moment. That was one episode where I was like, shit, my dad has to watch this. But nonetheless, I had a good time. That's for sure. (laughs) Well, I actually think it was a great moment for you because that's when people fell in love with you. You were like, you were like doing your own thing. And that's what we loved about it. Now, I want to talk about reality TV. You're coming back to reality TV on E! You're doing a show called Very Cavallari. What can you tell us about it? Yeah, I'm excited. It's been almost eight years since we wrapped the hills. So I feel like, you know, it was a very needed good break. A lot has happened in those eight years. I'm, of course, married. I have three kids. And I've launched this business, this lifestyle brand called Uncommon Games. And almost a year ago, we moved to Nashville full-time. So the show is really about following my life in Nashville. I just opened up my first brick and mortar. And it's following the expansion, essentially, of this brand. And so it involves my 24-year-old employees and all of the shenanigans that they're getting into. So it's a little all la Vanderpump Rules. But it's different in the sense that I'm much closer to my employees' ages. So for me, it's a tough line of, you know, I want to be the cool boss and I want to be their friend and I want to have a good time, but I'm also still their boss and this is my company. So I really need them to deliver and get their job done. So it's a lot of that kind of drama and I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited to share my life again with, with everybody and just to get back out there. Yeah. Now I actually know one of the girls on your show. Her name is Taylor and I grew up with her fiance, Mike. And so they've been telling me a little bit about world. I know. How are they doing on the show? They're great. I mean, Taylor models for me. She's such a beautiful, beautiful girl and just such a sweetheart. So it's been, um, it's, I love having her part of the team in a small way, you know, but they're, they're great. Yeah. Now tell me about Uncommon James. Like how did this start? What is it exactly? Like, can you talk a little bit about the company? Well, I launched, uh, actually last uh, April 25th. So coming up on my one year anniversary and I lost with just jewelry. So um, I've had a shoe line for about five years with Chinese laundry and I've loved being in the accessory space. I just think that accessories can really make or break your outfit. So mm-hmm. jewelry was 
was the next natural step for me. But this Uncommon James was, is so exciting and so fun for me because it's my company. So I started this company by myself. I'm 100% the owner. And I have complete creative freedom to do whatever the hell I want. And it is the most rewarding, satisfying, and challenging thing I've ever done besides being a mom. And uh, I just love every second of it. And so I just think with Uncommon James, sky is the limit. We just launched home goods. So think, you know, salad tongs and wine glasses and measuring spoons and cups and stuff like that. And I'm going to launch Little James, which is a clothing line, a kid clothing line next spring. So I'm just... Plug it away, full speed ahead, and there's just so many things I want to do with it. And like I said, we just opened our first store. We actually have our first brick and mortar in Nashville, in the Gulch, and it's just been really fun. I'm just having a good time. So it's been cool. I feel lucky that I'm able to just have fun and do what I love. Yeah, that's amazing. And you're working hard for that money. I mean, you are all over the place, and that's yeah. awesome. And your book was a huge success, too. <laughs> True, Root. True Roots, right? Yeah, my cookbook. I made the New York Times bestseller list last week, uh, the first week it came out. So I'm really excited about that. Congratulations. I've been working on Thanks. I've been working on it for a couple of years. It's truly a passion project of mine. It's all healthy, so it's gluten free, it's limited dairy, it's refined sugar free, and that's what I eat on a daily basis. And so everything in this cookbook, I truly, truly make all the time. And I'm just excited to share with the world that you can eat healthy and still eat whatever you want as long as you're choosing the right ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Now I want to get into some uh, hills and Laguna Beach questions. Um, I'm sure you, uh, you know, get these all the time, but there was rumors of a Hills reboot at one point. And I know you said that you would have been on board, like you wanted to do it. Was there any discussions or what happened with that? Yeah, we were really close, actually, to doing it. And I was so excited to do it. I would still love to do it. But um, ultimately, it boiled down to a couple people having to pull out because of other contracts. So, And they were really key players. <laughs> we just couldn't do it without them. So maybe at some point we'll do it. But right now, it just has to be put on hold, unfortunately. Cause I was pumped. I would love nothing more. I know. People want it so bad. Now, uh, who do you still keep in contact with from the cast? I talk to a lot of people. I talk to Heidi all the time. And so I feel like I talk to Spencer too, <laughs> just through her. Um, and then I talked to Audrina. I talked to Stephanie here and there. I spoke to Brody, not maybe a month ago. Um, Steven, I've kept in touch with from Laguna, both Alex's from Laguna, who are both pregnant with their second kid. Oh my God. And um, yeah, so I mean, I talk to a lot of people still. And it's kind of just, it's cool to see how everyone's grown up. You know, everyone's in that next phase of their life. So it's, it's really exciting. So we saw the trailer for Very Cavallari, and it kind of has a little bit of that look of the hills, Laguna Beach. Like, it it seems more polished. Is that the kind of look you were going for? I mean, I wish I could sit here and say, like, yeah, but I um, I have no control in how the show looks. I mean, I'm an executive <laughs> producer on the show, which is fucking awesome, coming from having no control. But I, you know, I, well, with that being said, I will say they did want it to kind of represent my aesthetic. So very true to Uncommon James. I did have a say in some of the colors and things like that. So yes, I mean, I guess, I guess I shouldn't just be so quick to say no. Yeah. It, yes, I, I guess I have more of a say than I'm giving myself credit for. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's my show. It's my brand. And so obviously I want it to reflect me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now earlier in the episode, we talk a little bit about Ledoux because that was such a part of the hills and the, uh, and just, I, I mean, we're the same age and I just, I feel like I moved to LA because of Ledoux. <laughs> so I just wanted to know, do you have a favorite Ledoux memory? Ledoux you? Oh my 
my God. I mean, I was there all the time. I just feel like, I mean, not that I'm going out in LA now, but it's so different. Like, those mm-hmm. were the times. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't even remember half of my nights there, to be completely honest. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I know I always had a good time. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Now, you mentioned Brody and Steven. Now, as a little closeted young man in Ohio, when I was watching Laguna Beach in the Hills, I had such a crush on both of those boys. Who was more of a gentleman? <laughs> you know, um, they're both really good guys. I think just for me personally, because Steven was my high school boyfriend, which... You know, I mean, like, that's one of the most memorable relationships you'll ever have as Mm -hmm. any person. And so I just, we dated, you know, we were on and off, but we were together for a couple of years. And he was such, uh, so instrumental in, like, shaping who I am as a woman, I feel like, just because that was, you know, those are such uh, crucial years. So I would just pick him only because he was more meaningful. And, of course... I mean, I love Brody, but my relationship with Steven was just, was just more meaningful. Yeah, a and that's nothing against Brody. It's just what it is. Yeah. I get it. Now, do you watch any other reality TV? Do you watch Housewives? I, yes. I mean, I used to be such a Housewife addict. I just recently got back into Beverly Hills, which I am obsessed with. Yeah. What'd you think of the season? So I haven't seen, I don't even know which episodes I've seen, but I've, I've seen bits and pieces. All I know is I'm obsessed with Lisa Renna. I think she's so funny. Me too. And I basically just want to hang out with her all the time. Dory is a freaking nut job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's where I stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's your, do you have a favorite all-time housewife? Oh God, of all time? You know what? I, um, I'm trying to go back to like the older years. I think I just really love Lisa Renna. I, yeah. She's my favorite. I love her. She's fantastic. Okay, now I want to do a little pop culture lightning round with you so you can expand on these answers or just do them real quick. Whatever you want to do. Um, so you host okay. the E red carpets. You do a lot of work with E who's your favorite person on the red carpet. Um, it's, you know, I mean, the award shows are so different. My favorite award show carpet is always the Grammys, just because it's all over the place and you never know what to expect. Uh, I saw Lady Gaga this year, which was really cool just to see her come in and, you know, her show has on some amazing costume, if you will. So that was cool. What's your favorite meal to cook? Gosh, my, you know what? I'm, I'm Italian. I'm half mm-hmm. Italian. And so I like making homemade meatballs and sauce or a ragu, you know, like any of that kind of stuff I love. Clueless or Mean Girls? Oh, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't say it was easy, Kristen. <laughs> I'm going to go Clueless just because that was more my my time, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, growing up. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, besides your husband, who's the sexiest man alive? Like, is there an actor or someone that you think is really sexy? I always end up developing crushes on characters in a show. So there's not like one actual person that I'm like, oh, he's the best. It's more like a character. Even like Andrew Lincoln on The Walking Dead. This is so mm. random, but I just he's <laughs> so sexy on that show. I don't necessarily think he's like great in yeah. the interview. Like, well, that's, that's mean. I, it's just I don't have like a crush on him. I just have a crush on his character. Totally get it. Totally get it. Uh, favorite Jennifer Love Hewitt movie? Um, God, the one that stands out. Oh, no. Okay. The one that stands out in my mind is what was that party movie where she finds the no. Oh, and can't hardly wait. The whole time. Can't hardly wait. Oh, so good. Uh, Mandy Moore or Jessica Simpson? Oh man. Mandy Moore is one of the nicest people I've ever met. Really? So I'm going to go Mandy Moore. Okay. Yeah. She's really just normal down to earth. What's the better show Laguna Beach or the Hills? Mm. These are the hard hitting questions. You know? <laughs> I did not say it was easy. Kristen. I'm going to go. 
I know, man. I'm going to go Laguna just because we didn't know what we were doing. We had no idea what it was going to turn into. And I just feel like that sort of, well, without Laguna, there wouldn't have been a Hills. So there you go. Did you like the finale of the Hills? Do you like the way it ended? I do. I really, really loved it so much. I know people are still confused by it, but I think for me, just because it wasn't necessarily my real life, it it was just really Mm -hmm. validating and satisfying for me to go out on that note. I thought it was brilliant. I remember watching it. it? I loved it. I remember watching it with a group of gays, like it was a party and we were watching it and everyone's (laughs) jaw dropped and it was just so, I thought it was a perfect finale. (laughs) And I saw online. Oh, good! I'm glad. Online, there's like an alternate ending with Lauren, but I'm happy with the way they ended it with you and you and Brody. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really clever too. I thought it was. Mm-hmm. It was. It was cool. Okay, favorite Britney Spears song. Oh, God, I mean, I'm like Britney's biggest fan. Are you really? Um, I'm so obsessed with her. I always have been, and I always will be. I don't care what anyone says. I, <laughs> I love I her. What do you like about her? I love her too. But what do you like about Britney? You know what? It was just because growing up, like, that was my idol. I'm clearly, mm-hmm. she's not the same Britney, but that's okay. I still am rooting for her. I still love her. And I just, there was no one better than her back in the day. There was I, no one better. She was the ultimate. I agree. And I've also never heard anyone say anything bad about her. Like, despite all of her troubles and everything she's been through, like anyone that's worked with her or met her only says glowing things about her. Like, she seems like a genuinely nice person. I met her. I went and saw her Vegas show a couple of years ago and I got to meet her and I've never been so excited for anything in my entire life. She was the sweetest human being. And then she posted the picture of us and then she tweeted at me and literally like my life was made. Like I can die after all. I would die. <laughs> I would cute. die. Um, Toxic <laughs> is my favorite Britney song. Toxic is a really good one. I guess I didn't answer your question. But you know what? I, uh, I like the Toxic too, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Okay. NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Backstreet Boys, 100%. What's your favorite movie of all time? It's hard to pick one, but I would probably say Almost Famous. Oh, I love so that movie. It's all happening. What's your, it's all happening. <laughs> what's your favorite thing about Elsie? My favorite thing about Elsie? Um, uh, you always know what you're going to get, so you just know kind of how to roll with it. Interesting. Should she have gone to Paris? Probably. Yeah, she should have. I don't should've. know. <laughs> she should have Kristen. trust me i still think okay, about this yes, every day of my life she should have went to paris and not stayed with jason <laughs> it keeps me up really at night. blew it <laughs> yeah. what's, what's your favorite what's your favorite thing about heidi and spencer they are funny i mean if you look at them as like a comedy like i remember on the hills my mom used to say they're like comedic relief mm-hmm. you can look at them with through those through that lens they're great yeah you know i listened to their podcast with you last night because i just wanted to you know catch up and do some research on you or whatever and i thought they were so fun i thought you were great on it and i was like oh i actually want to listen to their podcast every week I thought they did a really good job. I, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I like them. I've always got along with them and like them. They're not as crazy as everyone thinks. They're, they're living a very normal life right now. And yeah. so, I mean, you know, I am um, not big fans of theirs. Okay. What's your favorite fashion trend right now? Like something you see on the red carpet or in magazines or girls wearing, like, is there something that sticks out to you that you really like that's either come back from the past or that's new? Um, well, I mean, I'm just kind of, I mean, this isn't 
brand spanking new, but I really am loving the high-waisted jeans with the crop tops or like the high-waisted skirt with a crop top. I know we've been doing that for a minute. For me, it's more about what trend I hate. And I hate those little itty-bitty glasses like from the 90s that everyone's wearing. I just think they're so ugly on everybody. Yeah. And I don't understand why people are wearing them. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you your least favorite, and I totally agree with those glasses. I hate them. Um, okay. Hideous. Is there a '90s or early 2000s fashion trend? Is there something that you used to wear on the hills or Laguna Beach or something that you would want to come back? Well, I mean, I used to wear this freaking choker all the time, and now, <laughs> well, chokers have been back for like a year. But it's just funny to me that I have a jewelry line with chokers. If you would have said that to me, you know, 17, 18 years old, I would have laughed my ass off. So, comfortable circle. <laughs> I love that. Now, um, what's your favorite Mariah Carey song? God, Mariah back in the day. Um, anything from like her, I think it was her Butterfly album that I just mm-hmm. loved. That was my, I guess, mm, I'm blanking on all the like names, honey. but that was my favorite album. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Honey and all those. That was, that was primetime Mariah. So good. Now what uh, Kardashian has the best style? Well, I guess I'm going to have to say Courtney because we have the same stylist. <laughs> mm, good one. Yeah. Courtney's got that hot new man, too. I'm, like, obsessed with her new, her new boyfriend. I like it. I know. Good for her. I know. Good yeah. for her is right. Now, Kristen, when does Very Cavalier premiere? Do you guys have a premiere date yet? Yes. June 3rd, 10, 9 Central. I want to say we're right after the Kardashians, as a matter of fact. Um, and so, yeah, Sunday night. And we have eight episodes, so I'm excited. And do you think there'll be more, or is it just like a one-time thing, a limited thing? If people tune in, there will be more. So I need everyone tuning in. I will be <laughs> turning in. I cannot wait. I'm so excited to watch you and Taylor. And see, I hope Mike makes a couple well, cameos. Um, he does. He, they have some big storylines, actually, so it'll be good. I know. I'm going to their wedding in a month or so. I can't wait. Oh, good. So I'll be yeah, in Nashville. I, um, I might stop um, at the store. I'm I'm not going to meet you. Yeah, you should come by. Let yeah. me know when you come, and then maybe I'll meet you at the store. Oh, my God. I totally will. Okay, Kristen, thank you so much. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Just Kristen Cavallari. Easy breezer. I love that. Kristen, thank you. This was so sweet of you. I can't thank you enough. Truly, this was a delight. Oh, I thank was, you. I grew up watching you, and I was such a huge fan. Oh, well, thanks. That's so awesome to hear. I appreciate that. Okay, Kristen, I'll let you go, but have a good day. All right, you too. Thank okay, you. Okay, bye-bye. All right, guys, I'm here with Daniel Danny Francesi. Oh, my God, you guys know him from Mean Girls. Damien, of course, he's a comedian. He was in Looking, which I loved. I want to talk about that in a minute. Um, You're hilarious, and you're wonderful, and I have a confession to make. So I had a Mean Girls shirt. It's like a Christmas Mean Girls shirt, and it's got, like, the cast on it. I don't know where I got it. Someone gave it to me. And I was going to put it on. I pulled out, like, my box of Christmas where uh, <laughs> just like blow the dust off of it. Yeah. <laughs> I have like an entire box of Christmas clothing. Um, and I was looking through it and I was like, you know what? That's bullshit. Everyone probably does that. So instead I got this share shirt. It's a share a holiday shirt. Oh my God. And, thank you for sharing. And she's, she's riding a candy cane. And I felt like that, you That's kind of like both. Yeah, you haven't seen... Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a yeah, candy like, cane. Yeah, thing. four for you, Cher. Yeah. Yes. You go, go, Cher. Cher. So anyway, I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Um, So most people know you from Mean Girls, but what are you up to now? Uh, I'm doing a lot of stand-up these days because I'm uh, writing a show out, you know? So I'm doing a, a college tour. Um, I have like f- over 56 colleges this year. Right? I'm halfway like? through. Huh? It's unbelievable. Yeah. I did not know this was there for me. Let's put it that way. I mean, I've played a lot of clubs and things like that, but... And I headline and stuff, and, and I do well doing that. But I didn't know how many young people, like really young people, like 18-year-olds, were like ready for this. Yeah. 
So it's a lot of fun. Um, I watched some of your stand-up online. It's, there's some on YouTube, and it was so funny. You talk about your parents, and I related so much because I, of course, have Italian parents. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they're so overwhelming and wonderful. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. The weirdest thing is how, like... If both like generous and cheap they are like in the same breath it's like you know they'll have like a 400k wedding but then if god forbid you leave a light on you know it's like, they're just like come for you oh my god i love you also were in one of my all-time favorite things actually i think my number one all-time favorite thing which is the comeback oh yeah and you were in the palm springs episode right which right, is right. so so good so tell me just real quick like a quick little anecdote anything you remember from i just didn't know that how good that was going to be like i got that part i filmed it the show didn't come out yet i didn't know what it was did you, you know, watch? I, I mean, there's nothing to watch. On, but, oh, of course. Yeah, you Are you kidding? It, yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. I, when I started watching the sec, by the second, third episode, I'm like, this is my favorite show and I'm freaking on it. I like, I couldn't believe I was on it. Like, because I didn't know what it was. I was just yeah. like, okay. Like, when she said, I don't want to hear that, I didn't know she was saying that to me. <laughs> like, I didn't get it, you know, because it oh didn't like air yet. Yeah. So um, that was a unique set. And Michael Patrick King created such an amazing environment on that set. Everybody was so funny. All the writers were so funny. And they rented out the Parker Hotel, and it was just basically us, you know, at the hotel. So it was, like, afterwards, like, the couple of nights we were there, it was awesome to, like, hang with everyone and have cocktails with the funniest people alive. Like, yeah. it was just a really awesome environment. Uh, I, it's, like, seriously the best. I mean, you've been in a lot of iconic... You no, know, you saw the Mean Girls musical, right? Yeah, I Tell just saw it. it. It was fantastic. I mean, it took me, like, three songs to get into it, because it was really weird. Three songs to get into it? Yeah, like, into the fact that what, of what I was watching... Because it wasn't my life, but it's such a big part of my life that it was low-key like watching a musical of your life kind of feeling. Like, it was like, this is so weird. Of course, I was like watching for all my stuff and the lines of improv and things like that. Like, it was wonderful. It was just great. It was everything I wanted it to be. I think what's exciting about it is it expanded the story. Like, it made the characters deeper. And, you know, Damien's front and center. I really hope that Gray Henson gets the Tony. I would, like, oh, lose my shit for him. He was good, though. You yeah. approve? Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm the, uh, you know, because comedies don't get Oscars, like, uh, rarely do they ever, or get, like, you know, that kind of thing. And Tina Fey should have won an Oscar for the Mean Girls screenplay. Look mm-hmm. at how long it lasted. But they just don't appreciate that stuff. Do so you know what won that year? I don't. I wonder it was what it was. 2004. But I feel like um, I'm kind of like the uh, Jennifer Holiday to his Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> like, <laughs> if he yeah. wins, I feel like I can, like, you know, yeah, you'll feel put a too. little jewel in my crown, you yeah. know, uh, for that. Oh my god! So this episode we're doing it's it's gonna be a lot of nostalgia stuff, and I want to talk a little bit about TV reboots. Do you watch a lot of TV reboot wise? Um, have you seen the Will and Grace reboot or the Roseanne reboot? Yes, I went to a taping of Will and Grace, oh, and I which just one? Um, it was the episode where uh, Harry Connick comes back on. Okay, and so me and Joseph, uh, my fiance, we were like. It was a big deal for him because he grew up Mormon, and then, like, that was the one show that he would, like, put on on, like, you know, like, really quiet and, like, listen and hope nobody knew what he was watching, you know? So it kind of felt like somebody out there thought it was okay to be the way he was. And then for me, um, just, like, the comedy-ness of it all, like, I think both of us there were, like, in tears. The whole We couldn't believe. It felt like we were lucky enough to go back in time and see something that was so monumental to us at the time that it aired, but then it was happening now at a whole different time when... When it's being celebrated, it was a really unique... I know I'm skipping around a lot, but I want to know, what was a celebrity? How has it changed? So Mean Girls came out in 2004, and that was like a weird time for celebrity. I mean, people were chasing Lindsay with cameras everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, everyone was going to Ledoux. <laughs> and uh-huh. what was... How do you think celebrity has changed from then to what it is now? 
a lot of it changed, especially when like everything crashed in like 2007, the money. Because when I first got into Hollywood, it was like the gift bags had like crazy shit in them. Like you wouldn't believe every party had to have a gift bag and it was all about what the gift bag was. They'd be like, do you want to go to this party? Oh, it wasn't like what's happening there. Where is it? They'd be like, this is what you get if you go. Yeah. And then it was like limos everywhere where now it's like SUVs and like black little Ubers or, you know, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like taking like, like, you know, Lyft X or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, then, like, yeah and then like, or going to like, um, uh, parties, you don't get like the gift bags and people felt like too opulent. I think post 9-11, post the crash, it just felt like everyone in the world is struggling. Celebrities don't need to have all this stuff. Yeah. And then someday someone was like, oh, but we should also tax that stuff that they get. And then that started happening. So then celebrities didn't even want it. They're like, I don't want I have to, to do like pay $10,000 mm-hmm. in moisturizer a year. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I can get what I like and do what I want to do. So I think that changed the dynamic. That's so interesting. I've never even thought about that. Yeah, it was like a big thing. And then also like the Paris Hilton years where she was like raining. I don't know what it was with her, but she kind of like... She hung out with Britney, Britney shaved her head. She hung out with Lindsay, Lindsay came out crazy. She hung out, you know what I mean? It was like, Paris Hilton had a way of like, kind of like being a hurricane in all these like famous people's lives. And I saw her blow in and out of the clubs like a hurricane, just like mm-hmm. that. Did you ever go to the clubs back then? Yeah, yeah I was at yeah. all of them. I mean, I did all that stuff. Yeah. I kind of got lucky because Amanda Demi, who kind of started all the clubs out here, like Tropicana, at the you know, at the Roosevelt, all these teddies, all these great clubs. She was the music supervisor on Mean Girls. So oh she was God. just like, come with me. Yeah. So me and Lindsay and all of that, I was at all those places when Lindsay was there and like all that stuff. And wow. I was always surprised because I was 26 then, 27. And I'm kind of like, why are the 18-year-old Olsen twins drinking? You know, yeah. <laughs> like whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Not necessarily at Amanda's parties, but like at all the parties. It was just kind of yeah. like, why are all these young kids like doing this? Like it felt weird to me because I had already, you know, I'd already been in my mid-20s. So I was like, I felt weird. Yeah. Seeing all, all of them party like that. Uh, do you get tired of people asking about Lindsay Lohan? Um, I don't know if they do that much anymore. Yeah. But, I mean, no, not really. I mean, yeah. if you have a question. I don't really have one. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. the question. Should I have one? Um, no, not no, really. No, I mean, well, ha- when's, when's the last time I guess you've heard from her? Um, I think we talked in October. Oh, okay. And yeah. did she sound good? She sounded good? Yeah, she's good. I yeah. mean, uh, we reconnected in person a lot. She's been living in Dubai. So yeah. it's like, you know. Um, but like... Uh, her and I uh, were hanging out in New York like around the t- t- 10th anniversary like four years ago oh, and great. she was sober and doing well I mean it's hard for her to be her mm-hmm. she created that lifestyle don't get me wrong like she made that world for herself you know I always say it's that frozen snake analogy where like there's like a, a snake that's like frozen and then this woman like helps the snake and then it like thaws out and then it bites her when she's like dying from the venom it's like bitch you knew I was a snake like yeah. that's what fame is right <laughs> yeah. so Lindsay like totally played with the frozen snake but when she was sober and she was like doing her Oprah show and she was like famously sober, we went out to like a, a concert one night and somebody gave her, me and her, like just the two of us, 35 drink tickets. She was wow. like, she handed them to me like, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. Take them away from me. And I was like, damn, that's got to be hard. Mm-hmm. Like you're a famous person in sobriety and still don't get that level of respect. They're mm-hmm. kind of like, we got you. If you want to drink, go ahead, drink. You know, everyone's a cool mom. Yeah. That's so gross. It is gross and that's harder so gross. to be her, I guess. I mean, yeah. she's also like... They were charging her double rent for her building that she was living in because they knew it was her. Just taking advantage. Just taking advantage. Yeah. So it's like harder on people with that much fame, I guess. I don't want that. I don't covet that life. Yeah. Um, Okay. And I want to do a little lightning round. So what's your favorite movie of all time? Uh, My favorite movie of all time is Casino. But on comedy levels, I love Soap Dish and Serial Mom. Oh my God. Good choices. Those are my favorites. Soap Dish is great. I could watch any of those movies from any point of the movie. What's your favorite Disney movie? My favorite Disney movie is probably Finding Nemo. 
Um, but they just keep getting better. I yeah, really yeah. love them. I'll go see anything, like, yeah. you know? Um, and I have a special place in my heart for um, Little Mermaid because my sister was like living the Little Mermaid and now my niece does. It's like a great movie. Aww. Okay, so we're uh, remaking Lady Marmalade. Who would you cast? Like, huh. Who would you want? Somebody else asked me that already, so really? I got hesitant oh to think of this. I would definitely want Cardi B to do like the, fr- the, the opening. The Missy role? The Missy role, okay. right? And then I think um, Ariana Grande. Um, Demi Lovato. Ariana for Christina? Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, Demi for Pink. Demi for Pink. Yeah. Um, I'm missing two. And now I'm like... You're, we I need like the Maya. We need the Maya. Um, Selena Gomez or something? Like it, no. It's not a big vocalist. Yeah, I know. It could be, though. Right? Um, I don't know. Who am I not thinking of right now? Off the... Like... You're pretty minus. Who do you want? Um, I, I would probably. I mean, mine would all be like older ladies than the actual Lady Marmalade. Yeah. So mine would be like Mariah Carey, <laughs> Christina. Um, oh, Jesse J. Jesse J. Would be great. Be good. And then also, um, uh, I would want. Ashley, she sings issues. Ashley Tisdale like, would be my Maya. Who sings issues? Um, oh fuck, her name is um, uh, I can't think of it. <laughs> No, not Dua no. Lipa. I would want Dua Lipa, though. The, I would it, want her. Oh, God. Why can't I think of her name right now? Because I feel like I'm on, like, the lightning round spot. But I no, love her. It's okay. This thing's um, issues. Who's your, like, main diva? Like, who's your number one? Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Okay. Well, no, I love Let's say Beyonce. you're doing a MySpace top eight for actors or actresses. Like, who would be, like, some of your people in your top eight? Like, of people who I, like, love? Yeah, like, actors or actresses that you love or that you look up to or that idolize. Um. Okay. My top eight... Actors or actresses. Meryl Streep, duh, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so good. Daniel Day-Lewis, obviously. Those are, like, the prestige people. Um, the hardworking comedians who don't get enough credit, Drew Drogi. I love that oh, guy. Drew's he's, like, working constantly. He, uh, he's a friend, but also, like, a hero to me. I think he just does he could do no wrong. He was one of the first people I met in L.A. When I moved here, I did Groundlings. Like, the, he was running my Groundlings audition. Oh, really? Was, like, nine years ago. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. He's great, though. Yeah, he is great. And he's so talented. So talented. Yeah. Gifted. I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think that he's got a lot, like, that he, he's a lot of talent that they don't let him use. Like, when I saw him host SNL and he did, like, the whole, like, Singing in the Rain singing number. Singing and dancing. I was mm-hmm. like, what the heck? Like, why isn't this guy using more of that? Yeah. Um, I like Emma Stone. I she like, cute. she's so cute. Um, uh, Jack Nicholson, like, I know he's kind of, like, old and, like, almost, like, out of it now I'm retiring <laughs> no. <laughs> no retiring I mean yeah. but like anytime he's in a movie like I'll go see it like I don't yeah. even care that's like someone home like he's in a movie I'm there you know yeah. um uh who else uh, who's another comedian like an up and coming person that you're like they're talented they need more people need to be looking at them oh that's a really good question there's a lot of them well I'll tell you, Anthony Decimito is features for me all the time, and I love him so much. I have him, I made him come to New York just to open for me in New York. Like, yeah. he's somebody who's new, who I think is, like, amazing, that people don't know about yet. Um, I'm What's his name? Anthony Decimito. Decimito. Yeah. Um, okay, Mary Fuck Kill, or Mary Fuck Send on Vacation, uh, John Mayer, Carson Daly, and Dane Cook. Oh, God. Let me just note that you're rolling your eyes. Say it again. <laughs> this is an early 2000s. The three of them. Um, John Mayer... Carson Daly and Dane Cook. I would fuck Dane Cook, marry John Mayer, and kill Carson Daly. I think I love Carson Daly. I think he's a really nice person. I don't want to be mean. He's so boring. Yeah. I think I would want to marry Carson. I find him John so Mayer. boring. Oh. Like Dane Cook, though, like really bugs me. I don't he know does too, but I feel like if like he, he if he was facing the other way. Um, favorite Gwen Stefani song. Oh my god, I love all of No Doubt. I got to go see No Doubt perform only like two years so ago. Favorite like a no benefit. doubt song. 
I'm just a girl. I'm just a girl. Is that too gay? Yeah, Do I sound no, too gay, mom gay. and dad? Yeah. Do I sound too gay? <laughs> I'm just a girl. My mom will call me and tell me that we sound too gay, I'm sure. <laughs> Sorry, um, Mrs. Pellegrino. <laughs> she will not she will not like it. Um, Ashanti or Christina Milian? <laughs> <laughs> Christina Milian. Avril Lavigne or Ashley Simpson? Avril Lavigne. Do you remember your AOL screen name? Did you have one? Oh my god, I had so many. Um, but my first one was Raver ninety six. Raver ninety six. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> Did you ever go to Ledoux? Yeah, I went. Um, Seth or Ryan from the OC. Did you ever watch the OC? I didn't watch the OC, but both of them sound hot. I don't even. They're know both they hot. Are. Yeah. I don't even know who they are. They're totally different. Uh, Ryan was like the buff, muscly guy. And then Seth was kind of the geeky nerd. Oh that was yeah, really I remember the actors. Adam Brody and um, I'm gonna go with Adam and Ben, whatever. But yeah. Adam Brody is one of the nicest people. Like he's really? every every time I've ever met him, he's been really nice. So whoever he played. Did you take anything from Mean Girls the set? Yeah, I got to keep all my wardrobe. <gasps> Did you have that the the shirt, the pink shirt? No, it's in the Smithsonian. Oh my god. No, it's not. I wish it was. I wouldn't be surprised if it I was. I know it should at be, all. but it's not. It's probably like I don't know, in like a Goodwill. Um, okay, last thing here i want to do um the burn book in the movie is like where people write nasty things about other people so i want to do like the opposite of that okay so if you could just say your favorite thing about the following people okay um rachel mcadams so sweet so down to earth not into hollywood agents and media at all i need her to be in more stuff too like i just love her so much watching her i I think she's probably just enjoying her life more with her like you know baby or whatever tina fey um cool introverted like, you know, is nerdy and self-depreciating and, uh, but a cool, but a good person. Amanda Seyfried. Um, <laughs> she's so funny. Shockingly, like, open and, you know, able to just speak her mind whenever she wants. Amy Poehler. Hilarious. I felt like such a winner in my life. Like, best moments ever of my life is when I could make her laugh. Like, really? I feel so lucky to make her laugh. She's I think so she's so good. cool. Yeah. Um, Hallmark Queen Lacey Chabert. Oh my god, Lacey. I, since I met her, I called her wifey. We did a movie together before we did Mean Girls together. Really? What so movie? Mean Girls was our second movie. We did this movie called Hometown Legend. It was like a Christian football film. Um, but uh, I'm obsessed with her Hallmark movies. Like, I love them. Yeah, she's made a billion of them. Yeah. She's so lovely and so nice. Like um, Even her like hotel room looked like she was a wife and it was like a house. Mm-hmm. It was like vacuum. She made Thanksgiving for everyone. She's just adorable. I, I love her to pieces. Anna Gasteyer. I don't really know her that well. Yeah. She was kind of quiet on set, kind of like far away, you know. It was yeah. kind of like, hey, I'm in the movie too, and, you know. Jonathan Bennett. Um, Jonathan. We're still friends. Did you have a crush on him when you were filming no, it? No. I find him so gross really? in that way. Yeah. I love Jonathan. Yeah, don't yeah, get me yeah. wrong. But Barfy, no. Yeah. Not he's, your type. Ugh, well, I don't even know. Just him, he's gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the best way. I mean that. I would tell him to his face. I think he feels the same. We're what? like, bro- he, I'm like, hey, mister, she's my sister. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay Lohan. She's the last one. Um, whatever. Yeah, we talked about her already. Yeah. Okay, and what's your favorite Mariah Carey song? Um, I love every Mariah Carey song. Yeah, me too. I like the one where she stops in the middle and then makes people carry her. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> All of them, yeah. Well, Daniel, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Thank you what's Daniel. next for you? What's next for you? You're touring. I'm still? on tour with the Yes, You're Amazing tour coming to a town near you. Um <laughs> I'm like doing colleges and clubs. Um, I have all kinds of dates, uh, especially in the tri-state New York er- like area. And you're really, really funny. Like you're a great well, stand-up comedian. I, agree. I swear, no. <laughs> everyone needs to go see you. I watched, uh, you know, right before you came over, I was watching more of your clips, your stand-up clips, and they're so fucking funny. One of the things I like to say is like, and I really mean this because I think comedy is so healing, and it, comedy got me through a lot of rough things in my life. 
So if anybody out there really wants to see me and doesn't even have the money, like DM me, and if I have a comp, I'll give it to you. Like I try to get people out to see more comedy whenever they can. You never know. Sometimes I have to like fill a house, and sometimes. So I just want people to come see comedy. Uh, I know I said we're wrapping up, but I do want to ask you, uh, what advice do you have for someone who's going through a tough time, you know, a closeted gay kid in Ohio, or do you have any advice for someone going through something like that? Yeah, I think the weird thing is, is even if your family or it seems like nobody around you understands you, there's a tribe out there for you. There's people out there who will get you. Like, and the idea is just to make it through whatever it is you're going through, especially if it's school, get good grades, like throw yourself into your grades. So you have like a really great opportunity to go to get a scholarship, to get out of college, to get the fuck out of wherever you are, you know? And if you're in school and you're like struggling there, like finish it and then get the job of, of your dreams, like, and go to the city that you want so you can sustain yourself and live in like a place where people will accept you. You can find a better place. Um, it's just about really making it through and sacrifice is doing something that people won't do. So later on you could do something people can't do. Mm. So it's like sit there and do the things that people won't do, like get the A's on the test or whatever it is. So later on you could have like the awesome house with the amazing husband and like everything else you want. And trust me, as soon as you're rich and you have like your kids and everything else, all the people who didn't like you will come back. I want to be your friends and ride on your yacht. There you go. There you go. Oh my God. I love that. Thank you so much. Where can people find you on social media? You can find me everywhere from Instagram to Snapchat to Twitter at What's Up Danny. And I have a verified Facebook. There's fake What's ones, up, but Danny? there's a verified Facebook where you could find me and message me. I love that. And it was so nice to meet another gay Italian Danny. Thank you. Oh, and go to whatsupdanny.com to look at my calendar for my comedy schedule. Yes, yes. do it. Do it. I love you. Thank you so much for doing mm-hmm. that. Danny's forever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in L.A. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, They just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. 
live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, And also you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, Again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. Okay, guys, now i got to get to the next one. Next, we're banging these out, Whitney. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. This is such an iconic show. <laughs> I don't know if I should call it that because it's my show, but I'm going to. Uh, so we have Ashley Parker Angel, who, you guys, I loved in O-Town. Remember All or Nothing, which I think is the, I think that's an amazing workout song. <laughs> like, All or Nothing. I can listen to that, and that pumps me the fuck up. And Liquid Dreams, I loved Liquid Dreams. I lived with a girl, her name's Katie Halupka, and she, I lived with her when I first moved to LA, and she was obsessed with O-Town. She loved O-Town and Nick Carter. I mean, and I'm talking like, obsessed with them. And so I was so excited when I knew I was chatting with Ashley Parker Angel because I knew Katie would just die. So Katie, if you're listening, this is for you. (laughs) Please enjoy my chat. Oh, and follow Ashley Parker Angel on Instagram. I promise it is the best eye candy. He's beautiful. Please follow him. All right, I'm here with Ashley Parker Angel, who we all know from Making the Band and O-Town. He's on Broadway right now, starring in Wicked as Fiero. He's also got a new supplement line. Ashley, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I am great. First of all, I want to thank you for your Instagram account on behalf of all of the gays. It is the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Um, Now, do you take those photos or does somebody else take those photos? um, I'm thinking, should that be like my new, like, should that be my new bio on Instagram? The gift that keeps on giving? No, um, (laughs) uh, I actually have... I have uh, I have a, an array of people that I work with. You know, social media is like it's a job, and um, to always get pictures, definitely you have to always be kind of. I'm friends with a lot of artistic and creative type people, so I'm usually always wrangling in friends to take pictures of me. They hate me for it, but 
at the end of the day, you know, my Instagram, I'm able to post a lot and get a lot of great content up. And, you know, social media, it's really always, it's about consistency. Well, if you're ever in LA and you need someone to take those photos for you, I'm more than happy to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm normally based in LA. I'm right, right now I'm in New York City for, uh, for Wicked on Broadway, but uh, absolutely. Thank you so much. You're playing Fiero on Broadway right now. Tell me about it. Tell me about the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, um, it's incredible. Have you ever seen the show? Of course. I'm gay. I've seen it upwards of 45 times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I saw it when I was, um, I first saw it when I was actually in Hairspray on Broadway and I had, um, I had to take a couple shows off because uh, I was under the weather and my friends said, well, you've never seen Wicked. Let's, let's go see it. Um, cause you know, when you're in a Broadway show, it's hard to see other Broadway shows because everyone has the same schedule. But I, I snuck in to see a performance and um, like I was just blown away. Like I had that kind of, you know, you're sitting in, in in your seat when the curtain drops. And I was just like that wow moment of like it was just magical to me. And the music and the story and just the way that they hit upon this fairy tale, like this Wizard of Oz fairy tale that we all grow up with. And they just spin it. They turn it completely on its head. You're never able to really look at the Wizard of Oz in the same way again. And I just thought it was brilliant. And, uh, and I, from that moment forward, I had always felt like Fiero was my role, maybe even more so than, than Link Larkin, although I was a great role too. But Fiero is just like, I was like, this is my part. I hope I get to do this someday. And I put a lot of interest out um, to my agency. And then lo and behold, I got the call to audition for it. So if you had to choose a show as like an audience member, which would you rather see, Hairspray or Wicked? I think Wicked, just because um, I, I like, I, I, I just love how many different levels there are to it. I mean, even in terms of just like, just so poignant, like today, you, you, even what's going on right now in our culture and in politics, like when you see the show, there's just so many levels to the show and it's so deep. Um, and of course, you know, for younger people who may not be thinking on that level, it's just a great entertaining show. But the cool thing that the writers did with Wicked was they, they layered in all these universal themes that like, that, that are, you know, poignant today like there's this joke right right now with madame morrible she comes in and she says you know she's she's joking about being the new press secretary and this is like everything that's going on in politics right now it's like people are like wow was that joke because of sean spicer and the press secretary like all the stuff that was going on it's like no that was just in the show and it's just it's very um it's very now and all the music is really great but i love defying gravity and i love for good but what's your favorite wicked song um I think, yeah, I think my favorite Wicked song might be The Wizard and I. So good. It's another sort of, and of course, Defying Gravity is amazing. Every, every song is amazing. I think The Wizard of I, The Wizard and I, excuse me, is just such a, it's so catchy. Um, and I find myself sort of, like, we have these little monitors in our dressing rooms. And we have, like, you know, which are little speakers on the wall so we know where we're at in the show. And I always kind of turn my speaker up for that one. I'm sure you don't have any information about this, but why hasn't there been a Wicked movie? Like, why haven't I seen Leah Michelle on the big screen uh, playing Alphaba? Well, I actually do have a little information for you on that. The producer, David Stone, actually has is, is talked to us several times about um, their plans for making a movie have been in the works. And usually what happens with a Broadway show is you'll see a movie will come out sometimes towards the end of a run of a show or, you know, because the reason to do a, a um, you know, a movie is, is sometimes, you know, to kind of reignite some interest in the show. And right now Wicked is just, it's not slowing down. So 
there's there's this sort of you know this juggernaut which is wicked it's the most commercially successful show on broadway it's now the seventh longest running show um you know every show is is packed um there's usually never an empty seat and so i think their their viewpoint is kind of like i think you know they're gonna do a wicked movie when the time is right and i guess they just don't feel like the time is right yet but i think eventually there will i kind of think it would be amazing as an animated film although i think you know live action film would obviously be really cool too Yes, animated would be great. Now, if there was a live action movie, would you want to play Fiero or would you want somebody else to play Fiero? Who would you want? I would cast myself. <laughs> I would, I, I mean, I, I'm, I, I don't know if I'll be, I, who knows where I'll be then, but obviously I would love to play the role in the film. I always joke with David about that. The producers, come on guys, give me, give, you know, let me, let me at least have an audition. Let me have a crack at it. I feel like I was born to play this part. Of course, there's so many great actors out there and they may not be making a, a movie for, you know, 20 years from now. And by then I'll be playing the wizard. As long as I see Leah Michelle in green fucking makeup playing alpha ball, I'll be happy as a clam. Right. She's perfect. I mean, she's absolutely perfect for that. And I've read a couple articles about potentially who they might cast, and I think she would be amazing. Switching gears a little bit, I want to know about your supplement line. Tell me a little bit about uh, how you got started and a little bit more about it. Yeah, well, it actually started very organically. I mean, I've always had, as you know, we were talking about uh, social media, and um, my passion has always been health and fitness and anti-aging, and um, it's always been something I've been into, even since back in the O-Town days. Like, I was the guy on the tour bus that was always cooking eggs and chicken and meal planning and trying to get to the gym. And it's just always been something I've really been into. And, and, um, you know, now that I'm, now that I'm getting older, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm finding that my audience has kind of grown with me. Like who doesn't want to feel good and look great as they get older. And so I launched this supplement line and the, the name of the company is high level. And we've got a lot of we've got a lot of products out there that people are really responding to. Our first one was, um, an energy product called next level focus, which is out on Amazon, five star reviews. People are loving it. I actually created it because, um, I've always known caffeine is a great motivator for getting into the gym. Like you, there's going to be days you don't want to exercise. And on those days, caffeine is great, but I have kind of like a love-hate relationship with caffeine. I don't know. Do you drink coffee? You know, I love coffee, but I can only do like one cup because I have bad anxiety. So if I have like more than two cups, I start getting really anxious. So I'm always looking for like a clean energy, something that's, you know, not too much caffeine. Yeah, that's my problem with it is that for, yeah, same thing. And you, you know, doing what you do and and having to kind of be on and, and, and use your brain, like for performing Caffeine will give me energy, but it makes me so jittery and so anxious that I wanted to create a product that wouldn't do that. So there's this huge trend right now in the supplement world where um, they discovered if you take L-theanine, which is from green tea, and you, you, you take that in a large dose with caffeine, it actually counteracts the negative side effects of caffeine. So that's what Next Level Focus is. It's actually a product made for people who are caffeine sensitive. It's the only thing I can take and still perform on Broadway because my adrenaline is already through the roof when I walk out on stage in front of 2,000 people and I need to be relaxed to sing properly and to be acting properly. It all comes from being relaxed, as you know. And so Next Level Focus was the first product. And now we have 
an entire line of products. We've got a sleep product called Hibernate, which people are loving. We've got ashwagandha, and it's all this stuff is or, a lot of this stuff is organic. It's all natural. It's sourced from the best places in the world, and it's just something I'm really into. So I started talking about it on on my social media as in addition to these 90 days of fitness challenges that I do, which I'm in the middle of right now. Thank you. Yeah, it's 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 kind of fun to just, you know, social media is such a great way to connect with people. For anyone listening, I'm, you know, you can find me on Instagram at Ashley Park at Ashley Parker Angel. And I do these 90 days of fitness uh challenges for myself. And now what happened was other people now are joining in with me. And so I kind of from a day-to-day basis, just a mix of motivation and humor, but also what what am I doing? What am I eating? What supplements am I taking? What workouts am I doing? How am I losing fat? and how am I getting my results and and I find that people are really responding to it. And I can only imagine what your DMs are like. You must get a lot of women and gay men because you post a lot of sexy shirtless photos and naked photos. So do you do you look at your DMs or do you answer your DMs? I do actually. Um, I get a lot of questions from people too like is this really you responding because um, I spend a lot of time connecting with, with people and uh, it's actually just something – I love to do. I'm also single, so I have the time. And I actually love social media as a way to connect. It's just, for me, it's it's also kind of just a hobby of mine. It started out as just sort of something I started doing on the side. And now I'm like, wow, I actually, you know, people are building, as you know very well, like people are building their entire brands now online and able to connect with people themselves and and so for me, I take a lot of pride in in answering as much as I can. You know, obviously I can't get to every single uh, DM, but you know, yeah, shoot me a DM, and I try I try to answer the best ones. And people ask me like unique questions and put a lot of thought into it. I try to get back to those, especially. So I want to ask you some more nostalgia-y based questions. Do you mind if we kind of go there? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm game. So O Town recently reunited, and they went on tour, and you did not do the reunion. Would you ever go back and perform with O-Town again, or do you think that's done? I mean, I've always said never say never to anything in my life. Um, I just feel like life is long. And, you know, when they were talking about doing the reunion, um, the timing of getting five guys who are now, you know, who have now gone on to pursue separate solo endeavors, like, for instance, this this Broadway stuff has been this whole other sort of career for me now that is like happened kind of because I was able to kind of jump from the music industry into this whole world and realizing, wow, like Broadway is such a great fit for me. I get so excited about doing new things that for me, it was just not lining up. And they were like, look, well, we're, you know, we're just going to go ahead and do it, which I've, I've been so supportive of them. And, um, and I'm glad they did because, you know, the fans have loved the reunion. And right now, like, it's a great time for our generation. Like everyone's getting nostalgic about our generation. So it's, it's really a great time. The other day at the gym, I actually was playing all or nothing during my workout. And that shit got me through my workout. I think it is one of the best songs. <laughs> I love, wait, no, no liquid, no liquid dreams. No uptempo. Actually, I love liquid dreams. I love these are the days, but all or nothing to me is just such a perfect pop ballad. I think it is so, so good. And it gives me a rush of serotonin that no pharmaceutical could ever give me. It's just, so good. I love that. I love that. Oh my God. I love that. It's, yeah. Do you have a favorite O-Town song? I, it's probably all or nothing. Like you said, I mean, it was just also too, 
um, this this number one song for us that has now become you know it's become a classic and it's like I get I'll get people sending me videos from their weddings or from the prom and like it's just it's crazy how a song like that continues to live on. Of course, same thing. I'll be in the grocery store and it'll come on and that time in my life is such an amazing time. I mean, I was a kid from a small town. No one had, you didn't have American Idol yet. You didn't have the voice. You didn't have all these shows. Making the band was the first show like that. And so, um, I had just turned 18 years old and, and, and who knew, I didn't know walking into the audition, obviously what would end up happening from it, but it's, it's definitely probably, yeah, my, my favorite of that time is all or nothing for sure. I want to get a little more serious. I recently saw a documentary about Lou Pearlman, who managed O-Town, managed NSYNC, and a lot of the other boy bands of that era. And he, of course, went to prison and has later passed away. But I wanted to know, do you have any uh, memories of your time with Lou Pearlman or anything specific that sticks out thinking about him? Yeah, you know, he was under investigation by the FBI, like, immediately. Like, everyone was like... Here you had on the one side, Lou Pearlman had created the Backstreet Boys and in sync. You had these unbelievable success in the music industry and he was doing it with making the band on, on television and, and, and everyone kind of around him uh, was sort of getting ready to jump ship in a way because they could see like that was at the time the Backstreet Boys sued Lou Pearlman and Sync sued Lou Pearlman. And so I just remember like... Lou as a person was always like so fun and so great and so like always had a funny story to tell. But it kind of like as the chips started to fall, it kind of started to seem clear that this guy was a con man. Like this guy was this guy was taking advantage of his artists. And um, you know, he always and, and it's bittersweet, I think, when I talk about Lou, because in the one end he gave me this amazing shot that I wouldn't have had if he hadn't had you know believed in me and obviously he had a obviously he had a talent right for putting together bands it was just he took advantage of the people around him and then at that time they knew it was the music groups i remember 2020 did like a special on on all the bands that were starting to sue lou and then it wasn't until years later people found out this guy was he was running a ponzi scheme and embezzling hundreds of millions of dollars from people who were investing in his fake companies that didn't exist. And we didn't know any of that was going on, but I do remember being in a meeting very early on and he was like, guys, I got to cut it short. The FBI is here. And it was just like, clearly there were like, clearly there were, there were issues. I just find this story so interesting and and weird. And we still don't have a lot of information about what happened. So I, I don't know. I just find it very interesting. It is. He also showed me like, I don't know why he told me this, but like, he was like, he one of the fake companies he owned was this like airline company and he had a picture in his office of him with all these 747 airplanes in the background and he was like take a look at that picture is do you see anything weird and i was like no that's you with all your airplanes in the background and he's like that is model airplanes hanging from fishing string just at the right perspective to make it look like he owned a fleet of airplanes so what he would do is you create pictures and he would create content to make people believe he had these things and then get investors to give him money. So he's, it's like classic catch. It was like classic catch me if you can kind of con man stuff going on. Okay. So you mentioned dating. You said you're not dating anyone. What is your type? What do you look for in a significant other? I don't know if I've found my type. I have a really hard time answering that. Um, I don't, I don't know um, if I've found my type or if I, if I have enough of a type to be 
uh, you know, to, to really put it in a box like that. I'll say that I feel like I, um, sense of humor is like really big for me. Um, someone who likes to read. And, um, other than that, like I'm really open to new experiences. I mean, I really, I've enjoyed, um, I've enjoyed my time being single. Um, I've dated here and there, but like being as busy as I am, it's, it's hard sometimes. Like I'll move to New York for a job and then I'll move back to LA and I'm always kind of moving around. And, uh, year before this, I was on tour with Wicked and I was in a different city every month. So sometimes that presents, you know, challenges to the traditional dating life. But, um, but you know, um, I, I kind of just like to get to know people. Like I love people and I love people who have, um, interesting stories. And so I'm kind of, I'm just, I don't know. I kind of like to just, I like to just meet new people and, 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 and I always feel like I can learn something from, from anybody. So can we narrow it down to women? yeah i i am straight i am straight that's what i figured i just had to ask (laughs) okay you have a son named lyric who was actually in american horror story he was in that season with lady gaga would you like to get into television acting or yeah um you know i i actually i i've gotten a chance to um i've gotten a chance to do a couple smaller parts here or there i feel like tv is uh TV is such a different medium than performing live. I'd love to do more of it. Um, I helped my son. You know, he had never taken an acting class before, and I gave him this sort of crash course the weekend he got this audition, and he booked it. I mean, it was amazing. He did six episodes of American Horror Story, and I'm so proud of him. Um, he he did such a great job too. His first day of filming was with Lady Gaga. He just knocked it out of the park. Um, I I do love I do love film, and I love TV. I just get such a rush from live performing. It's and my background as as a touring musician is that I think I really thrive on stage in front of a live audience. Um, so for me, between the two, I love live. I, I just love being live. Like the rush I get from being in a show like Wicked where you have a standing ovation every night, like that energy is so much different. Sometimes it's a little depressing when you get on a film set because there's it's just like there's just a couple people standing around in a camera and it's it's fun don't get me wrong but you don't quite have that same sort of energy rush that you get from being live okay i'm gonna wrap this up but before i do i need to ask you what i ask everyone which is number one what's your favorite mariah carey song and then also i want to know what's your favorite britney spears song my favorite my favorite Britney song and my favorite did you guys tour with britney yeah we did actually okay, i we, thought so we, we yeah, we did. We we opened uh, we opened for Britney, uh, and it was an amazing experience, actually. Um, and then my manager through through my solo career, uh, when I had my own show on MTV, um, was actually Britney's manager, Larry Rudolph, and he's he's an, and it was an amazing sort of synergy there. But yeah, I'd say probably Heartbreaker for Mariah. for for Mariah so and for Britney. I would say it's a tie between – wait, was it Crazy? Crazy was so crazy, crazy I really loved. I really loved Crazy. And I mean, Oops, I Did It Again because we opened on the Oops, I Did It Again tour. So, so I'll pick those two. Did you and Brittany ever have like a little romance or was there any chemistry there? You know, it, I, I would have liked to. I'll be honest. I would have liked to. You know, she was dating JT at the time and like – you know, uh, Justin was always around on tour and, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was such, you know, I look back at that time and I, I, I get nostalgic for it because I feel like music has changed so much. And I go back and I listen to pop music from like the early two thousands. And I'm like, this music is so 
good. I mean, I, every generation feels that way about the generation they grew up in. But I really do have, I, I have a love for like early 2000s pop music. Obviously, I was a part, I got to be a part of it. And I feel blessed that I am grateful for that. But I also just, a, I'm a big fan of, of all of the, the, the pop music of that time. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I was such a fan of yours. And now I'm even more of a fan of yours. You're so sweet. And uh, where can people find you online on social media? Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, and I, I, I want to make sure I follow you too. Thank you. I'm going to take you up. I'm going to rope you into some pictures. I'll take some pictures of you too, though. Okay, that's that's the thing. It. I always do with my friends. I'm like, okay, you got to get a picture for me for social media, but I'll take a picture of you too. They can follow me at, um, at Ashley Parker Angel on Instagram. Um, and that's basically if you search that on Facebook or Twitter and then, uh, live high level is my supplement line. And I'm on there too, talking and answering questions and, you know, helping people with the health and the wellness and the anti-aging stuff. And that's at live high level. Ashley, thank you so much. You have a great day. It was so great talking to you. Thanks. Great talking to you. Oh my God, guys, we we still have one more guest. Now I always like to end these interviews and these shows with a pop culture lightning round and so I got someone on the phone that is an icon of this era. Her name is Nikki. <laughs> Nikki. Her name is Miss Queen Nikki Blonsky. Now, Nikki Blonsky was, of course, Tracy Turnblad in the movie Hairspray, with John Travolta playing her mother, Michelle Pfeiffer in that movie. She made out with Zac Efron. Amanda Bynes was in that movie. I mean, do you get a more iconic cast? Allison Janney. Am I missing anyone? I mean, that cast was insanity, and she was the lead star of that movie. So I got Nikki Blonsky on the phone to do a quick pop culture lightning round. I'm going to leave you guys with this. And uh, again, follow me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you like this episode, please go rate and review it on iTunes. And if you want more Everything Iconic, please go to patreon.com slash everything iconic, where we have bonus episodes. We have recaps of The Real Houses of New York. We're recapping a lot of other things. Uh, We have uh, extended interviews and all sorts of stuff on Patreon. So all you have to do is pledge $4 or more, hopefully more, and you get access to all the bonus content. So again, you can either go to everythingiconic.com and there's a link there, or you can go to patreon.com slash everythingiconic. So without further ado, please enjoy my lightning round with Queen Nikki Blonsky. Hello. Hi, is this Nikki? Who is this? This is Danny Pellegrino from Instagram. Hey, how are you? I'm so great. How are you? I'm actually not feeling too well. I just have a, a few quick questions for you, but we can reschedule. Oh, okay. No, you, go ahead. Do you want to do it now? Yeah, sure. Okay, great. So what have you been up to since Hairspray? Since Hairspray, I've been lucky enough to do um, other films and TV shows. Um, I've guested on Ugly Betty and Smash. Um, I have my own series on ABC Family called Huge. I uh, loved Huge. I loved it. It was so much fun. Um, I got to do other films. Right now I have a film out called The Last Movie Star with Burt Reynolds and Chevy Chase. And what, um, was it, what was it like working with those two? Oh, my gosh. It was so much fun. Burt is such a legend. Yeah. I, felt like you know I was it was just like heaven he's just the best and it was the greatest learning experience of my life yeah 
Now you were also on Smash, which was one of my favorites. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about a Smash season three? Do you think we'll ever get it? You know, I think so. Really? I think so. I do. I just personally, deep down, have that feeling that it will come back, or there will be like a Smash special to like you know see where everybody goes or, or what have you. I hope so. That'd be fun. I mean, I was in the show, but I was also a fan of the show. Mm -hmm. So I would personally, as a fan, love to see what happens. And as an actor, go back and uh, finish all of, you know, the story. Yeah. Now, I just want to do a quick pop culture lightning round. I know you're not feeling well, so I'll get you off here quick. But um, I'm just going to throw some quick questions at you. Uh, some of these are nostalgia-based, and then, um, you know, just answer however you want. Okay, cool. Uh, so what's your favorite John Travolta movie? Oh, Saturday Night Fever. Oh, so good. That's uh, my favorite movie ever. Really? Ever? Ever. Oh, my. Were you a fan of it before you worked with him? Huge fan. Yeah. Like, crazy. And I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm getting ready to work with Vinnie Paparino. Playing your mom. What? Playing your mom. I know, of all things, my mom. But uh, he, he did a good job. Okay, now Clueless or Mean Girls? Clueless, always Clueless. Yeah. Are you more of a Carrie, a Miranda, a Samantha, or a Charlotte? Oh, I always ask myself the same question. Oh, I think I'm, I'm definitely a good mixture of all of them. Mm-hmm. A little bit of all of them, but I'm probably closest to Carrie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, The Hills or Laguna Beach? The Hills. Big or Aiden? Oh, Aiden. Yeah, me too. Uh, Karen or Ivy? Karen or Ivy, why am like, I blank? From Smash. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, Karen. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite memory of working with Amanda Bynes? Oh my gosh, there were so many. Oh. Um... I don't know, just laughing. We all bought um, Justin Timberlake's future sex love sounds at the same time. And literally, we were all playing it in our trailers at the same time. Oh, my God. It, that sounded, was... it sounded like uh, it was it sounded like a, 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 you know, Winnebago, like, you know, a park dedicated to Justin Timberlake. Oh, amazing. It's such a moment in time. Um, yes. Uh, favorite Michelle Pfeiffer movie? Oh, all oh, are so many. Uh, um, Catwoman. Yeah, her performance as Catwoman is legendary. Um, yes. What was it like to make out with Zac Efron? Um, it was fun. Yeah. You know, uh, we were just uh, doing what it said in the script to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's beautiful. Okay, Brittany or Christina? Uh, Brittany. Jessica or Ashley Simpson? Uh, Ashley. Have you ever been to Ledoux? Ledoux. In LA? Yeah, that, that like club. I don't think it's around anymore. Do you remember it was like real popular back in the day? Oh, yeah, it was popular during like the hills and stuff. Mm -hmm. No, I 
don't think I was because I think I was like 19 at the time, so I couldn't get it. But I have been to hide. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, favorite hairspray song? Um, I have to go with uh, Good Morning Baltimore just because it's ingrained in me. Yeah. Favorite Destiny's Child song? Survivor. Favorite housewife of all time? I know you're a housewife fan, right? Oh, huge. Oh, my God. Dorinda. Uh, isn't Dorinda just the best? Oh, my She's God. She's the best. <laughs> I She's love so her. She's so real. I love it. Me, too. I, New York is my favorite. What's your favorite franchise? Um, I love New York and L.A. Those I like Beverly Hills. Those are really the only two I watch. Um, and... And, you and oh, Cheshire was my favorite for the longest time. I need to get into Cheshire. I've heard a lot about it, but I've never watched. So good. It's just like all this extravagance with amazing accents. You'll love it. I love it. Um, you also watch Drag Race, right? Oh, my God, yes. So who are you feeling this season? Who do you like? Okay, two favorites this season. For me, it was Dusty Ray Bottoms, which I'm so sad. Uh, yeah. So sad that she's not there anymore. But I am all the way for Blair St. Clair. Oh, my God. Me, too, Nikki. Me, too. I love her. I think she's, like, this beautiful, classy queen. I think she's perfect. I think she should win. And also so different from a lot of the queens we've seen on the show. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. I think that's, that's just awesome. Yeah. Okay, uh, favorite Mandy Moore song? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait, there was this, Oh, gosh, I'm blanking on the name of it. But. <laughs> She's got some oldies and goodies. I. What was the song? Did she sing a song about candy or something? Yeah, yeah. Can, it was called Candy. Okay, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, okay, now who is the, your, the sexiest man alive? Like who, what actor or singer or musician, who do you think's the sexiest man alive? If you were choosing for People Magazine, who would you choose? Ooh. Michael Ealy. Mm, good one, good one. He's Always sexy. Michael Ealy. Well, Nikki, I'll wrap this up. Where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Nikki Blonsky on Instagram. That is my only official like social media page. I post everything myself. I comment back, what have you. So yeah, hit me up on there, everybody. And this has been so much fun. I love everything pop culture. So. Me too. Nikki, next time you're feeling better, let me know. We'll have you on for a full episode because I love talking to you and the whole show is about pop culture and, and silly fun stuff. So thank you. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I hope you feel better. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Nikki. Take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanten, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and 
and all the sexy bites in between. In this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out uh, and also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time. And I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass.